Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Sean Downey, or Swan the Rapper. Hey, Sean, good morning to you. What's the story, PJ? How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I didn't realise you were struggling, lad. What happened to you? Uh, so, I guess to kind of start this, first of all, you can call me Sean. Swan is just a bit of a, a bit of an online name. Yeah. But I guess, I suppose, when I... So, when I turned 18, I started drinking, just kind of like everyone starts drinking... And it became just a bit of a routine, I guess. And it was just that routine that I had every weekend that slowly kind of trickled into being every day. Mm. Um, and, and from 18 to 20, it, it didn't really seem like a problem to me. It was just kind of going out and having fun. Um, and then last year, I started filming for a show called Davy's Toughest Team on RTE, yeah. which uh, your viewers might be aware of. And on that show, I was talking about my, my struggle with ADHD, where a lot of the other members of the show would have talked about drug and, and drink issues they had. And I guess when filming that show, I still didn't really see it as a problem. And then it was only during watching the show when it came out in March, and I, I kind of really analysed my life. I realised I was drinking like two to three bottles of wine a day, every day. Crikey. And when I really thought about it and tried to stop it, just, I, I couldn't, you know, mm. like last last November, December, even January, it was just kind of like, it was just this crutch that I lent on, on every day. Yeah. And I guess the, the problem with it was that I, I was able to do it so well that it was I was I was functioning normally you know yeah and so that's that's how it really became an issue did did, did lockdown make it worse Sean I think that's what it was I think I think it, I think if we didn't go into lockdown it probably wouldn't have became an issue but it was just that there was, there was literally nothing to do there mm. was I, I was I was in student accommodation and I was in a house uh, built for eight people and at the start of the pandemic I was there was only two of us there so the feeling of of loneliness was I guess exaggerated and you know it just it, it kind of just turned to drink like I guess everyone else did yeah um a lot of adults did you know uh, you will hear a lot of stories of people saying that they definitely drank a lot more to start the lockdown so yeah. I guess yeah it just it just started becoming a bit of an issue then. And what was the point at which you kind of decided, hang on a second now, I, I, I need to I need to do something here? Was was there a particular moment that you just said, uh-uh? 
it was so after after watching uh, after watching David Stuffer's team yeah. being played on on RTE, I actually started um, a program with one of Davy Fitzgerald's personal trainers. His name's Darren Ward, and right. we got up every morning at seven forty-five a.m. and I did a workout on Instagram Live, and I did that for a month, and I I felt so good every morning because of it, but then. In the evening time, I would just reverse it all by going drinking. And it was holding on to that feeling I got every morning, that like happy feeling when I was, you know, it was an absolute pain doing the exercises every morning. I didn't want to be getting up at seven. But when I was done them, I felt so good yeah. that I kept that in my head. And, you know, I guess two or three weeks later, one one day I was just drinking with my friends. And I, I it literally was just like a light came on. I remember like with bottle in my hands, just looking around and being like, okay, I'm done. And so I text all of my friends, told everyone in my circle that night, was like, look, I'm drunk now. I don't want to drink anymore. When I wake up tomorrow, I need everyone's help in just making sure that this is a thing that stays. And yeah, it's, we're on... That took guts, young man. That took a lot of now. guts. 250 what? 250... Oh, no, sorry. 255 days now. Well done. Two, I hit 250 last week, and I, I'm not that good at keeping track of it, really. Well, listen... But I, know, I know it was 250 last week. But I that took, that phone, took that massive guts, lad, to, to do that one night. Yeah, I guess I just... You know, I realised with, with the show, when the show finished, I was getting opportunities to, to, to I guess, kind of really get into creative projects that I enjoyed and I, I realized that you know as I was enjoying doing those creative projects there was always that thing in the back of my head that was bringing me down and it was the feeling I had once I finished drinking you know because while drinking in the moment made me happy it was the paranoia and the anxiety and, and just everything that kind of came as a result of it yeah you know was it hard at the start yeah it was I, I think what was the most difficult thing was just not having that routine, you know? So I, I would have grown up in foster care. And mm. when I, 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 I went into residential at the age of 10, I came out of residential at 12 and moved to a, a foster family. But I, I guess what was instilled in, in my mind from that residential at the age of, of 10 to 12 was just like sense of loneliness. And when I stopped drinking, I felt that that came back because I didn't have that routine. I wasn't going out with people drinking. We were in the middle of a lockdown, which, again, exaggerated the loneliness. And I didn't have like that crutch to fall on. So it was difficult for like the first month, kind of month and a half. Then I just then I just decided to get really, really busy. And I just kind of built a really solid routine for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, it's been up from there. And what did you do? Did you just, like, did you finish what you had and not buy any more? Did you pour stuff down the sink? No, did you I, do? Just, I, I, just, I just poured the, so I had a 70cl of pink gin. And I was like one quarter of the way through and I just poured it out. I was just like, because if I finished it, that was, that was still pushing off quitting. You know, I had to, the moment I had the thought it had to happen then. Or it wasn't happening. Right. Like the the moment I had the thought, if I finished that bottle, I would have continued to get drunk, and my thoughts would have changed. So it just had to be there and then in that moment. Right. Looking back now, two hundred and fifty five days later, best decision. Best decision I've ever made. I've I, I'm now living the life that I dreamt of living at like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I'm surrounded by the people that I looked up to, that I that I viewed as creative people, and and people that kind of influenced me and I inspired to be like and you know I, I, I genuinely was probably the best decision I've ever made yeah 
Do you now class yourself as a non-drinker? Is drink gone? Yeah, it's I. I don't. I don't really class myself as anything. I'm just kind of someone who doesn't drink. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's like I don't really have a, a word for it. Like I, I don't mind being around. I still go out to the to pub with my friends. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoy being out. I just, it's it kind of. Now I'm past the stage where it's something I think of. Yeah. It's just kind of like it doesn't phase you know, me anymore. You're incredibly lucky, Sean, and I tell you why. I, I have a, well, I had a colleague many, many years ago. Uh, who I noticed didn't drink, and I said, "I said, yes, I said that's unusual in this business." And he said, "Well, I used to, but he said I stopped. I took control before it did, and that's what you've done. You took control yeah, before." Yeah, I, I it feel did. like I feel like it was getting to a stage where I was. Uh, it it was what I noticed is it it had gone from one bottle of wine to two bottles of wine, and then it was going from two bottles of wine to three bottles of wine and I was just like okay this is starting to, to get out of hand um, and so yeah it was literally just a matter of taking control of it before it was too late yeah. Do you know I, I have have had people in my family who've dealt with addiction and, and have gotten sober and so I guess it's something that that runs in my family also I'm very mindful of the fact that I grew up in foster care and you hear a lot of negative stories about foster kids and I wanted to kind of change that perspective in the public and so yeah. this is one of the steps needed to do that well I think you should be very very proud of yourself very very proud of yourself indeed I watched the little video that you did with Gary uh, the UN oh, just brilliant Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, about like five or six months ago, the the FAO, the Food and Agricultural Food and Agricultural Organization, their specialised agency of the United Nations, contacted Gary GMC Beats to make a song. Basically, they wanted to get kids in six different countries, six different languages, the six official languages of the UN, to make a song about food heroes. And a food hero is just someone who's who's very mindful of the food they're eating, is not wasteful, is interested in sustainable growth. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, for like the last five months, um, I've been co-directing and I've been producing uh, a music video shot in six different countries um, and edited here in, in Cork, shot uh, in UCC in Fitzgerald's Park with Glasheen right. Boys and Girls School. Yeah, I watched it. And, Sean, I watch, for this old job, I watch 100 videos a week. And I just, normally you just flick through them and you say, that's right, you get that. I, I watched it, I watched it again, and I thought, that is wonderful, wonderful work. And so Thank well done. Thank so you well very done much. To you. And I know Gary's been good to you. Now, Gary's a legend anyway, but Gary's been good to you through all this. Gary, yeah, so I, I would have actually met Gary, ten, it's 10 years next year, so I would have met Gary in probably my worst time as a child when I would have been in residential in Tralee, and... It's. I had a workshop. We had four workshops. Uh, took place every week, and the thing that will stick in my head is, at the last workshop I had with Gary when we were finished up, we finished at like six p.m. I went to him. Look, I wrote these two songs, and he stayed there with me for another hour and a half and recorded those songs with me when the workshop was over. And this was where he was two and a half hours drive away from home. And I guess that just stuck in my head. Yeah. As a you know, as a twelve-year-old who. I felt like people weren't really there for him. It was just this person who decided to give up his own time to help me bring my creative ideas to life. Yeah. Then when I got sober, Gary asked me if I'd help him out doing assistant work with his job, with emails, and it's just kind of snowballed from there to now where I, you know, I, I, I couldn't imagine my daily life without yeah. kind of being involved in the work that Gary does and, and the cabin does.
The listeners don't need to know why, but you and I spoke a number of years ago, and, I, and I'll say this to you, Sean. Mm-hmm. You are a transformation from that frightened, self-conscious young man that I spoke to. It, yeah, it's you remember incredible that? Do you remember that call? To I do. It's incredible to listen to you now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been, you know, I've just been working hard, I guess, you know, like I said, there's a lot of negative stories you hear of, of kids in care and, and that have left care. And it's it's because, you know, the, the media sometimes just likes to run with the bad stories. And so, you know, I can't change. I can't go straight into the media and go, we're going to talk about all the positive stories but if i can just be a positive story and work to share that then hopefully i can just inspire other kids in in residential and foster care that it just you know that maybe feel lost or lonely you know it's 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 never really too late to change you know i was 12 things were going bad for me i was 16 things were going bad for me i was 22 things were going or 21 things were going bad for me and and in each of those stages it just kind of took me to go, no, I need to change. And if you're really open to changing situations around you, you know, people people are there to listen and people are there to help and, and I guess to kind of give you the support you need. Do you know, there's probably a young person uh, listening to us now, Sean, or will hear this on podcast or repeat or wherever they'll hear it, and they're in a tough place. They're maybe in the place you were 255 days ago where they know they need to do something, but they can't make that first move. Any advice? yeah so i guess what worked for me was was um counseling so i i go to mtu and i'm lucky that there's free counseling services available so i i guess my message would be if you're in school to reach out to your guidance counselor if you're in college to reach out to your your counselors you know colleges are are quite lucky that they usually have a guidance counselor or someone like that there I guess just reach out to friends as well you know I'm I'm kind of lucky that I had Gary of my family I have people around me that I can reach out to and say hey you know you, you don't have to try and, and change things on your own people are there to, to support you mm. so it's, it's literally what I'd say is just reach out you know I thought about changing for so long but I didn't say it to anybody and it was just the moment I said it to somebody things started to happen all right. Listen, good on you, fella. Congratulations and keep up the good work. Thank you, PJ. Great to speak to you. That's Sean Downey Swan, the rapper on the opinion line. I did speak to him a number of years ago and he was close to a broken young man at the time. And uh, he's just a remarkable guy. That interview makes me very happy. Courts 96 FM.